The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This episode is brought to you by Lipson. Planning to start a podcast? Look no further than Lipson. Lipson is one of the biggest feature-rich podcast hosting platforms in the world. Lipson is IAB certified, offers many hosting plans, and you can start for as low as $5 a month. Aspiring podcasters who listen to the show radio can get one month free by using the promo code TSR. Use promo code TSR at checkout to get one month free. Hey, what's up? Thanks for listening to this episode. I just wanted to let you guys know that this was recorded on May 2nd. That was before I received the Xbox Game Pass from Microsoft. I just want to say, Microsoft, thank you so much for sending that over. They sent a 12-month Xbox Game Pass subscription to me. Hashtag ad. Thank you again, Microsoft. Enjoy the show. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Show Radio. I'm your host, Andrew. And I'm Danny. And this is your source for tech, gaming, and entertainment news. Head over to theshowradio.info. Once again, that's theshowradio.info. And check out our past shows while you're there. Subscribe and tell a friend about the show. The show is on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the places that you can find podcasts. We are there. And thank you for, for listening and thank you for your support. Daniela, what is going on? Um, I don't know. It's kind of been a busy week and a slow week. Okay. All right. <laughs> Um, very exhausting week for me. <laughs> okay, I'm glad to see you made it. You made it through the week. I'm glad. Yep, and I'm ready for this next one. Okay. All right, fantastic. So um some some interesting things happened this week. Uh, I definitely wanted to talk to you about that. I think um I'm very uh, grateful. Um I definitely wanted to make sure that um I mentioned you on that journey as well because you're, you're a very big part of that journey as well. Um, as, um, I got a chance to be on a kind of funny X cast, uh, this week, um, with Paris and Gary Witta and, uh, Snowbike Mike wasn't there. Um, I think he was under the weather, uh, but, um, I hope everything is well with him. But, uh, yeah. So episode 39 of the kind of funny X cast, uh, I had some reflections I did post on YouTube, but I definitely want to talk to you about it here. So, um, that was, um, that was, that was the thing that happened. How do you feel about it? Like, what, like, what, how did you, like, a lot of feelings. Invited on. <laughs> a, a lot of feelings. I was, um, I was nervous and I was, I was grateful. Right. And, um, I was excited. I was excited to actually be, um, invited on such a large platform. And I think for me, it's, um, it's kind of like for when I think of sports and like big networks, so there's like ESPN. So to me, kind of funny is like the ESPN of our gaming industry. I know we have other uh, major uh, channels or, or outlets that we look at, whether that's your IGN, GameSpot, Eurogamer, right? Those guys, they're, they're big outlets. But in terms of like a, a network that has so many different shows, um, it's, it's kind of funny that whole, you know, that whole thing, right? That whole network. Yeah. So 
to be invited on one of their shows just to talk about things. And my opinion and going in, I knew my opinion was going to be a uh, very different from the other individuals who are on the show, whether that's Paris or Gary, uh, because they have uh, Xbox game pass. I do not. Uh, most of them, you know, tend to play on their consoles, you know, once in a while or often enough. And I don't. So my perspective and based on how I was um, answering the questions came from the standpoint that I like to pay one time for whatever and then just be okay versus individuals who will say, well, I'd rather own, you know, temporarily this license to have access to all these things versus just paying $40 for one thing. So, you know, stuff like that. Um, yeah, but it was, it was, it was nice. It was nice. It was, I'm grateful. I'm, I'm honored. Uh, and, um, it just feels like, you know, um, so what I'm looking for, um, I was ready. I was ready for it. I don't think I'd be ready for something like that last year. I felt pretty much ready for it as I was in the conversation, but, um, I don't think I would have been ready for it last year. Why is that? Um, growth, I guess, um, perspective. Uh, it's all about, cause now it's all about the bigger picture, right? As we're looking to, um, encourage people, help people come up, uh, in the space, um, tell them that they're doing great, even though they may not feel like, like it is. So, so my, my talk, if, if you really want to kind of like, um, track it in the last eight to 12 months, even maybe a little bit more than that is really just about logically helping people with love. That's it. You know, I don't get involved in the drama. The drama doesn't hit my timeline. If it hits, I remove it from my timeline. I don't get involved in all that stuff. So I believe that at this stage in the game, I'm getting more attractive in terms of being brand friendly because I don't involve myself in any of that stuff. So if I, so if I look at it from right now versus last year, I don't think that I would have picked me to do anything like that, especially on such a large platform, because it would be a little bit more unpredictable. Now, my thing is to, to be invited on anything like that. And that's how I'm thinking about it. To be invited on anything like that, the person that invites you has to trust that you're not going to do anything crazy. Of course. Right. And that takes a lot of trust to say, Hey, you know, this person is out today, but I have the perfect person that fits this space. Even though I don't necessarily share the the common op opinion on the branded show which is an xbox show right so uh, my opinion is a little bit different and versus you know versus the the standard uh listener that's that only cares about hey if um this is an xbox uh, xbox podcast that's all we're going to talk about that's not really the angle that i chose to to approach it so so I, that's what i mean uh, it's just a different um uh pace uh, of things and and um, it was a great conversation. I, I had a great time and, and yeah, it was good. I think, I think for any healthy conversation, yeah, it's an Xbox show and you guys are talking very heavily about it. And obviously, you know, you don't exactly have that, but it's not like you're really a hater of it. But if you have too many people who agree on the same thing, it turns into this echo chamber and you can't have really thoughtful conversations. If it's just from one perspective. Yeah. So it's good to have that. I'm glad that you got to be on. It's exciting. I watched it. I did. Yeah. What'd you think? 
<clears throat> guys are some well-educated men in there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very serious conversation, but it was also very thought-provoking and it had a lot of facts in, in it. And I enjoyed it. Mm. I, I'll be I'll be honest. I know of, of X-Cast, but it, there's also that, that level where I respect that the people that work along the same spaces as us but like pretty, I think pretty early on, especially since some, um, you know, joining the show radio where I don't listen to too many other shows because I want, I, I don't want to be swayed one way or the other, especially on something I haven't gotten to watch or experience yet myself. I'll do so after the fact, but not before. Yeah. So like I have a very limited amount of shows that I, I watch. I just know that they're really big and they're very, they're very well into the industry um and very respected men both um both gary and 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 paris so <laughs> i thought i thought it was really cool it was nice to see you there you're up there in the center too <laughs> yeah like i i was watching it back i'm like i didn't know they were gonna do that but okay let's roll with it that's awesome so oh, i was really stoked when you when you told me about it that you're gonna be on i was like wow yeah look at you yeah it was it was great it was fun it was fun it was very nerve-wracking but at the same time what i walked away from oh uh, the so much right so much I, to the point where i talked about it for almost 20 minutes and i posted it on youtube that um the thing that we t- always talk about is that people are always watching, right? Yes. And like, you don't know how much they are, right? So I walked away with that, right? That there, there's a heavy weight that I didn't have before that I have now that that is weird. Like, I can't even explain it. It feels very uncomfortable. Maybe because like after people watch something like that, they're like, who is this dude? Right. So now they have to do research on things that you've done or things that you've said in the past or and, you know, because that's just the way it works. Right. Because I was introduced. It's like somebody being featured on a song. You know, you get featured by somebody who's been out there like Kanye say, hey, I'll come on this track. So I'm featured by Kanye. Nobody knows who I am, but everybody knows Kanye. So I was like, who is this dude? Well, you know, he must have something to say that Kanye decided to feature him. But did Kanye just bring him up because they're friends or is he really in a position to even speak about anything? Right. So so you have all those questions that are asked and you don't know who's asking them. You you don't. Right. You may see some mm-hmm. stuff in the comments that are kind of like, come on, man, like, really? You know, and it, it was my first time on there. Hopefully it's not my last. Right. But it's like. Just just cut me some slack. You know what I'm saying? Like. I'm going to talk about what I believe is, you know, is okay with this particular perspective, but I don't have all the answers, right? We're not asking for the individuals who jump on any of these platforms to have all the answers, but at least be logical in your approach and give a reason why you feel this way. I think that's, that's what we're asking. But when you're, but see, but there's a big difference between being a fan, which is short, short for fanatic versus being a supporter. Right. 
And I think sometimes we take both of them and put them in the same pot. They're not in the same pot. And I think when you're a fan and sometimes blindly to the point where you're not necessarily considering logical perspectives, that's that's dangerous, right? Versus being a supporter. They're, they're two different things. Um, any any other thoughts or anything else on that? I hope you get invited back. That be Listen, that'd be great. That'd be that'd, great. That'd be awesome. That'd be great. I hope you get invited. I don't know. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. I hope you get invited. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. But I mean, that's how I feel about it. And and as I was saying before, there's just a different weight of like, okay, so now I feel like I'm not necessarily walking on eggshells on what I say because I'm always um, I'm, I'm always aware of what I'm saying most of the time in the moment. And sometimes I have to listen back to tape or watch or whatever. Like, why did I say that? That's not a crazy. But outside of that, it's like, it just feels different. It just feels different. And I don't know what that is yet. But um, as I begin to identify it, I'll definitely share share it with you and and, and what that is. So um, definitely uh, uh, thank you for uh, the Kind of Funny team for the invite. I mean, I'm honored by that. I'm forever grateful for for that um, exposure, you know, uh, to new uh, faces and 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 those things. So so yeah, that's what happened there. Definitely, you guys talked about so going back on the Microsoft stuff. So what do you, what do you got me for for Microsoft updates here? For well, so you guys had a whole hour. I so know, I know. So Halo. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so so for so for me, my thing with Halo is we want it to be perfect when it comes out, right? So even if they decide to push it into 2022, I'm going to be okay with that because this is a flagship that they can't mess up. And we've talked about that on the show before. Yeah, um, we have. But I think that that's the that's the most I've talked about Xbox anything that long right <laughs> ever <laughs> i guess in the last maybe year really or yeah it's been a while so so the thing that's happening now is they did the cross play uh stuff and a cross uh, progression for halo uh infinite and everything seems to be moving towards the fact that it should come out this year right with the 20th anniversary and all that stuff but the other thing too is starfield is in the picture as well but some people will say well they could have Starfield drop this year and Halo drop this year, and it wouldn't it wouldn't necessarily interfere with uh, marketing um, overload, if you will, right? But I think that mm-hmm. if you're if you're Xbox and you're really trying to be smart, and they've been really smart about their moves ever since the whole debacle that nobody wants to talk about now. Ever since then, right? You don't want to drop Starfield or have a big marketing budget budget for that, and then have a big marketing budget for Halo. I'm I'm thinking that. As soon as June hits and whether Jeff Keighley talks about it or anything or, or E3 stuff talks about it, it's going to be a marketing train heavy for Halo into the fall. Looking for the best VPN in the world? Your search is over. From the makers of Proton Mail comes Proton VPN, the best free VPN in the world. Proton VPN is Swiss based, has a no locks policy, offers the highest strength encryption, strong VPN protocols, and all apps are open source and audited. To try Proton VPN for free, visit andrew-alliance.com forward slash tools. Once again, that's andrew-alliance.com forward slash tools. 
That's what I'm thinking. Once June Definitely. hits, you know what I'm saying? So, um, so I think that's the major thing that, that uh, we're talking about. And then we also talked about uh, market share, uh, for, uh, Steam versus Microsoft and Microsoft is trying to get a market share by cutting back on how much they were taking from the individuals that publish on their platform. So we talked about that. Right. And I know we're kind of like skipping, you know, different things like that, which is fine. Um, um, we'll just roll with it. But so cutting back for people to be able to post more and keep more revenue, I think is a good move. And one of the things I said when I was talking about it was that Microsoft understands that playing the long game to be everywhere, it's a great solution uh, for them and it's going to be very lucrative. Like they even posted recent numbers that they're they're making money. There's a lot of money coming in for them based on the decisions that they made ever since, you know, the whole meltdown that they had prior to that. So so Microsoft had their meltdown with that that whole um, you know, TV, 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 no games. Well, where are the games? And then Sony had their meltdown with, Hey, you pay 600 bucks. If you don't have it, then it's not meant for you anyway. Right. So both of them had their own situations. And as you can see, both of them are handling how they, they project, um, and market and advertise, uh, way differently than those things. And, and even, um, uh, Phil Spencer, ever since he, he's been on board. Um, based on my understanding and what we've seen is he's trying the best to keep it as game centric as possible, but at the same time, uh, broaden the audience. So it's a very, um, um, the, the accessibility to the, the Xbox brand is, is, is easier, right? Um, then, yeah. So, so we talked a little bit about that. And, um, but yeah, so I'm not, I don't have X, uh, Xbox Game Pass. You know, I don't think that I need it for the things that I do. I play a lot of free to play games, which, which we talk about all the time. Um, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing because if you do get, uh, the Xbox Game Pass and in a game like Knockout City comes out on it. And if I wanted to play Knockout City right away, along with all the other gems that they'll have on the platform, I think for me, it makes sense for live streaming stuff. Yeah. That's it. But outside of that, like owning stuff specifically, I usually tend to want to buy it or save to buy it. Whether it's a $70 game, now nah, that's in the picture, right? That's what we're talking about now. If, if, if this game is worth uh, $70 while they're review bombing it right now, right? You have that, that whole thing going on with PlayStation. But if you really want something, you usually save up for it anyway. We can look at our history of buying stuff things that I really wanted that was way more than $70, we found a way to get it. Whether we asked her for a gift, we saved for it, or we went to uh, GameStop, um, yeah, GameStop, and then put the money down, and when it was time to finish paying enough, paying enough. I think it's just to be logical about the whole thing. That, that's my whole point. You gotta be smart with your money and where you want to put it, because not everybody has that like endless, bottomless pockets to be just jumping in on every single game. And I, I'm at that point right now. It's like, it's not even just that. It's also, do you have the time to take advantage of you spending the $70 now? Or do you wait when you have more time, you have less on your backlog and, you know, oh, okay. Now I have time. I can spend like, you know, if it's still $70, then then you can go and buy it. So you can really enjoy it. Um, or you find it on, on sale, on a deal. I'm more of that person of right now. It's like a little bit of a budget here. So I'll save up for it. But if I find it on sale, I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that uh, with the steam sales now, now I get 
why the steam sales are so so tempting they package it so well and it's like they 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 put a, a twitter post exactly at the right time that they know that people are going to be on and then you see the major sale that they're having for whatever well what is it golden week right now or whatever it is and you have all these um awesome uh, Japanese titles that they're selling. And I'm like, I got to buy at least one or two that I really want to play. Right. So steam knows how to get your attention. Right. And I think that, um, Microsoft is, is trying to do the same thing. And, um, yeah. So, so I, it's I love waking up to emails from steam that says this game plus 52 others on your wish list is on sale. <laughs> oh man, those emails. Now they're getting me because I, I kind of understand like, um, that stuff, but I'm not going to miss a Titanfall sale again. Okay. Um, I, I'm not, I missed the last one and the last maybe five or six that they've done. And I'm like, why am I just, why don't I just get the game? I think it's time. I think it's time. So next one I'm not missing. I'm definitely picking it up because, um, yeah, the next, yeah, I'm, I'm at the next one now because it's the the one that just passed. I I missed it and I, I debated it. I'm like, why am I debating it? Just just buy the game. So so yeah. So I'm not gonna miss the next one. Um, anything before we move on to the other stuff? Um, any any other thoughts that you have for me? No, no, it's good. So uh, I saw what else did we see? So Resident Evil Village demo is now live across all platforms. I also saw internal uh, Microsoft documents reveal plans to slash cut on xbox game sales um and i don't know i don't know what the the whole thing is with that but i want to look that up real quick um so we can talk about it so microsoft uh, has said it will not change its revenue let me mute that i don't have any issues okay um will not change its revenue share from xbox game sales after an internal document suggested it had planned to do just that in a statement issued to the verge microsoft said we will not be updating the revenue split uh, for console publishers. So it will do it for the PC stuff, but it's not going to do it for the... Hmm, interesting. The document suggests that Microsoft intends to move uh, to an 88-12 revenue share for games sold on Xbox consoles uh, during the first half of 2021. So by the end, so by the end of June, currently Microsoft takes a 30% a cut of sales in line with Sony and Nintendo's policy. Uh, how much of that um, is a concern to you, especially uh, with um, the the dev side of it and also the consumer side of it? Well, consumer side of it, I don't think you're really, you really see that makes no difference. You're, you're, you buy the game or you don't, you don't know where that money goes or what it's used for after the fact, other than you hear, you know, whatever whiplash from, you know, certain developers complaining about people who don't buy things for full price. Right. But um, I, I think as a developer side of it, if there's any means, like you're going to be attracted to definitely have your game available on any platform that you, you possibly have it set up for. Xbox, PlayStation, Steam, um, EA, wherever it may be available. If you, if you can get it on there, fantastic. But you also want to make your money. And you're going to be, if you have a limited, limited supply. So if you're, if you're only coming out on PC, so your choice is going to be, let's just narrow it down. Xbox or Steam. 
you kind of want to, you want them on both, but you also want it like, which one can I make the more, more money from? Which one's going to give me a bigger cut of my game? You might have it on there first. And then eventually, you know, here you can have an hour and you can have it on there now. It, it, it takes time. That's, that's where I see it from. Um, yeah, it's, it really it's 30% they get a cut. That's a lot. Listen, so, so again, like we were talking about before, uh, playing the long game is great. And the more they have on their platform, the better it is for them, the more attractive it's, it's going to be. And even the conversation uh, versus uh, the Discord versus the Xbox um, chat app, right? Uh, how do people feel currently about uh, the state of that particular app versus Discord? I know most of us use Discord for everything. I'm not sure if Gilded has its own like audio component? It does. It does. Okay. So I didn't know that. Um, and so that's definitely something to explore as well. If you're looking to, uh, broaden your horizons, um, aside from having discord or even the Xbox app. So there are so many different options, even with that. Uh, so that's that. Uh, okay. So I know the trial is coming up soon. So there's that Fortnite maker Epic games has said it does. It doesn't want to make its blockbuster battle royale available via Xbox cloud gaming. Thoughts on that? I think that's very interesting. Like, why not? Like, you're literally everywhere else. Why not on the cloud gaming? I I could only think it's it's a money thing. That that's that's my my answer on it. I I could only think it's a money thing. Maybe there's certain restrictions or, or or things that we're not necessarily aware of. And that's the other thing too. Like we have the information that we have, and based on what you just said, there's just certain things that we're privy to, and certain things that we catch like that kind of leaks out, and we're like, oh, we didn't even know that that was even a thing, right? So even when you look at um how companies um how um a record label a record label has all these artists, right? And the artist signs a big, maybe a two album, three, four album thing with this particular record label. But uh, the artist doesn't necessarily um, realize that they can make more money and keep more, right, without the record label. But they feel that they need the big machine at the time because it's their first, you know, time trying to, like, get an album done, right? So mm-hmm. once you find out that the... Uh, the label, the record label makes all of this money off of you. And then you see just about this much of it. Then now it's like, okay, as soon as I can go independent, I'm going to go independent because you're going to be able to keep more of that money than anything else. So when I look at stuff like this, Epic Games has said doesn't want, you know, the blockbuster game onto their platform. There's more to it than we may not necessarily be privy to in relation to how much money is affected by that. If the battle royale stays just the way it is without being on, on a platform like that. So, so that's why I, I'm, I'm thinking about body along those lines. It makes no difference to me. As a consumer. It doesn't. As a consumer, as a consumer. Right. right. It, it really doesn't. I mean, they've made so much money over these last several years from Fortnite alone. I mean, I was actually amazed. My son jumped back onto Fortnite. I think I, I don't think I've seen him play it for like a year. For some reason, he jumped on it the other night. Really fast, my son asked, can I buy this skin? And like he paid for it. He, and he asked my, he, you know, he asked me for it and he, he gave me money for it. Yeah. 
I was like, wow, like you didn't even load it up for like five minutes. Already wanted to buy a skin. It was a cute skin, but right. <laughs> but you know, you know that they're making money because I know, I know there are people who have bought every skin cosmetic little trinket that you possibly can since you know day one. Right. That blows my mind. So, so they're doing, they're doing their thing. They're making their money. They are making their money. So the other thing too is like um, a lot of the stuff that we talk about on on shows, you know, like this or whatever, is um, yeah, we talk about revenue stuff. But if we were to do a deep dive into that stuff, that stuff is really boring. It's very dry, right? Looking at that information, yeah. right? It gets exciting to us once we start thinking about. How it affects us, the gamers, the consumers, you know, the content creators, whatever label that you want to put it. Once we kind of get a gist of how it's going to affect us. Oh, you mean you're going to close down the PlayStation 3 store? Right? Yeah. Then it became an issue, right? So I think that a lot of those things, um, even though we talk about revenue uh, streams and stuff like that, we talk about how much the company is making, how many they sold. Those things don't necessarily affect us, but that's still something that shows us that the company is doing well or the game is doing well. But what really affects us means like, hey, um, you mean to tell me that this game that I played for so long, you're going to remove it from the store and I'm no longer have going to have access to it? Then we have you know some outrage where they'll say, hey, you know what? We thought about this thing, you know, selling... Um, the doing a game pass $120 may not be such a good idea. Right. And because that affects us directly. And I think that's, that's a lot of the things that we kind of like weave in back and forth on a lot of the conversations and just to make sure that we're aware of what's, what's happening with the company. So you have stuff like that. So I'm excited about the halo stuff. Uh, the, I think there was another thing that uh, I think I want to throw it up here. Uh, the PS five sales hit 7.8 million, right? That's insane. And they say it's on track or even to to pass uh, the uh, PlayStation 4 stuff. But are we really surprised by that because of the supply and demand right now? Daniela, what do you think about that? Managing your income stream should not be a hassle. That's why I use Catch Financial. As an independent, Catch allows you to manage your income streams on autopilot, prepare your taxes, and more. To get set up on Catch, visit andrew-alliance.com forward slash tools. Once again, that's andrew-alliance.com forward slash tools. No, I'm not. I didn't know what the numbers were, but that is that is amazing. It's crazy. Um, and they're 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 slightly ahead to where they were with the PS4 in that same time. But you know what? I totally believe it. And it's, it's funny because, um, just the other day, my boyfriend, he, who, who doesn't really use his PlayStation as much or it wasn't really, um, really quick to want to get it day one, like I was. So he got the Xbox Series X. Like the other day, he's like, you know what? There's some games coming out on PS5 that I really want to play. And I tell him you can use mine. He's like, yeah, but I'm just going to take it over. Right. <laughs> so now he's looking for one. Um, and I think it's a fantastic system. 
And it's still, it's still like really sought after. Um, I think it, I think going into even the holiday season this year, I think it's still going to be that hot item list. I agree. I agree. And it's, um, and that's great though, right? It's not great for the one who, uh, who doesn't have it yet. Who's hunting but, for it. Right. Right. But, it, but it's still exciting that, um, even the, uh, during the times that we're currently living in with vaccines, Moderna, Pfizer, you know, whatever, no Johnson and Johnson, right? Um, even the time that you're living in, it's like there's still things to, to be excited for and people you had the opportunity to save the money for it. You know, hopefully, you know, you know, you're working and you're able to uh, sustain yourself and all those things. Right. Um, yeah. So we, we hope everybody is good in that regard. But the PlayStation or the Xbox or anything um, that is hardware related, whether it's a new fancy camera, stuff like that, or even Microsoft uh, microphones uh, that you're looking forward to. Um, the, all those things are exciting uh, for the things that we do, right? So now you were you were recording here uh, while you were <laughs> doing your thing, trying to secure. But I respect that because um, you had you had the um, the the drive is 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 I don't, drive is a good word, but I don't think the uh, the zeal and dedication to make sure that you secured that for yourself. And and I, I think that's fantastic. And I think that as we approach, I, I think that's right. That made, that made more sense in my mind. So as we approach um, the, uh, the summer, the summertime and even heading to the fall, as you were mentioning, it's going to be really interesting to see how much supply we're going to get for the consoles as we approach big uh, titles. I know we have Returnal. That's a big title that's currently again, review bombed. Want to hear your thoughts about that? If um, if you have any thoughts on what you saw uh, during this past week, but uh, it is exciting to see how that's going to lead into uh, the holiday season for consoles uh, for PlayStation and X and Xbox stuff. Um, so for the Returnal stuff, um, that game looks fantastic. That action in it looks great. Um, it's definitely one of the titles where I'm. I'm going to hold off on not because of the review bombing or anything. It's just really my time constraints about what I want to play. Um, it's, it didn't quite make it up there. It's on my list that I eventually will buy it and, and play it myself, but it wasn't sound like on the list where I really want to play near or a couple, I think Pokemon snap. <laughs> uh, that but, looks great. That looks fantastic. Uh, you know, like I think, I think one of the bu- bugs that um, I was reading about was that it like, it deletes your save file. Your entire which save one? File. Wait for which game? Uh, Returnal. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, um, the review bombing is is harsh, and you know, for a game that looks as fantastic and as much as like the people popping into streams that were enjoying playing it, that that is hard for studios. Um, and you gotta you gotta kind of. It's one thing to be angry and, you know, provide feedback, write an email like, hey, this happened, be upset about it. But review bombs, I think, are just so incredibly harsh. And it's just, you know, consumers' ways of getting back because they felt like, you know, your game wasn't worth this. It wasn't long enough. Um, I encountered this, which was frustrating. I don't know. It's not, it's just not my way of really providing feedback. 
Mm. It's the same thing with like that's that's also kind of like the people who don't know much about it, you know, don't know much about the game. They'll see screenshots, maybe they'll see the trailer. All right. this looks good. They'll go and Google it, see what it has, and then you just see like all of these angry people who are just, you know, trash talking it. But really, it can be a really great game. Um, and that's sometimes my problem. Even even amongst us, I mean, when we do game reviews, um, there's some games that we really love and we enjoyed, and and people just didn't like the experience. You know, and I think um, just learning to take some of those reviews, whether it be from an actual gaming outlet or a personal consumer's opinion on it, um, on a thread somewhere, y- you can take that into some consideration, but don't. Put a hard judgment on it until you got to play it yourself, whether that be through a demo, a game trial or a steam free weekend or at a friend's house before you really decide, no, this isn't for me. Or you know what? I don't know what these people were talking about. This is a fantastic experience. That's where I'm at with it. And, you know, really from the people that I saw playing it, it, it looks like a fantastic game. And if you really aren't sure and you really, really aren't convinced that it could possibly be a, ga- a great game because of all these review bombs, you know what? And he, he just give it a, get a try anyways. Or even buy it on, 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 you know, sale. If you're just right. kind of still on the fence, you know what? Buy it when it's cheaper. Yeah. It's, um, I don't, um, I don't really look at review scores and stuff like that uh, anymore. I think that um, if I see a game that I'm really excited for, I try not to be online when everybody's talking about it. And I I know that those review scores can really either generate more business for uh, the company or not. Right. And I know that sometimes even if your game is highly anticipated and you mess up, you can still do well, even if you have like a, a refunding, a refunding thing that you do. Right. So, so sometimes it doesn't even matter. Right. Mm-hmm. If people are dedicated to, um, or, or are they ready to have that particular experience with whatever the game is? So I don't really look at the reviews anymore uh, when it comes to that stuff because it doesn't necessarily tell a full picture. It tells, um, a perspective from, um, the opinion of the person writing the piece, talking about the piece or doing a video about the piece. That's it. That's all it tells me. Right. Hopefully not every time. Right. But most of the time we believe that they finished the experience to talk about the entire experience, but we've heard different things in the past where sometimes people don't finish the entire experience to even do a review on the experience. Right. So there's so many different variables when it comes to the review stuff. You just chalk it up. It's your opinion. I don't have to, you know, like it. I don't have to love it, right? It's it, it's your opinion. That's it. I, I think that's what's hard. Um, I feel like there's some outlets and you know podcasters or anything like that that when it comes to reviewing um, games, to also understand when you're reading it or you're checking it out and understanding the person that's behind it, whether they give an objective or a subjective review on it. Subjective, right. like you, you just kind of have this person, uh, person's. Don't give me Halo. Don't give me Destiny to talk about. (laughs) Because it's going to be a personal thing. You're a fan. You love the series. And as long as people know that, okay, cool. 
like, you know, that this person is very passionate about this game and is, you know, um, that is, that is their, their shindig right there. Whereas, you know, objective ones, I actually really do pay attention to those because I Mm. feel like they left their personal feelings out of it and they come with good facts of why it's good and why it's bad or, you know, what they could approve upon and the overall experience for the general audience. I, I, I appreciate those. So let's let's personalize uh, personalize it real quick. Do you think I'm able to do that with Destiny or um, Halo? Yes, no, or something I would have to work uh, out. What do you think? I think you can. Okay. But at the same time, I think you can also acknowledge shortcomings. Okay, cool. So that's good. Yeah. Even yeah, even though I'm like really into the universe of destiny you feel like i could still be like okay i don't like that that's yeah uh, that's but you're that's, that's your good bias to it. you're gonna be have your bias to it and you're gonna say that everybody should experience it and play it and jump on and add right. you and you guys are gonna go do your thing right um but i think i don't think you're blinded enough mm. to, to ignore if they screw up right so so i'll share this point and then we'll move on so they have this um um, transmog thing that they're doing with Destiny, pretty much like outfit stuff. I don't care mm-hmm. about that. I don't care about that. So to your point, I do not care about that. All I care about is the thing that matters in Destiny. The the gear you have on, which affects certain playlists, and the weapons. I'm still old school team deathmatch. So when you start adding aesthetics, looking good, you know, wearing this color up here versus that color, I don't care about that. Right? So so that that particular thing that they're they're planning to do doesn't apply to me. But if you say that if you do that and within the same amount of time, there's pulse rifles involved, I'm going to be excited because I love pulse rifles. So I think, I think you have to know, like you said, who's reviewing it uh, and, and how they lean towards a particular thing. And if it's even fair, depending on what's going on to even give the person uh, this assignment to review that thing, right. Or not. Right. So I think you just have to know. Yeah, you just have to. I don't know about if it's right to assign it or to be like, oh, this person is a huge fan of us. They're automatically just going to give us a great review. Um, I, I think it's more so of the audience. Hmm. Audience that knows you well enough to know this. And I hmm. think they build that over time by, you know, constantly returning to listen to what you have to say or read what you have to say. Love so. it. Love it. Uh, Lost Souls, aside, 17 minutes of gameplay. Talk to me about that. What's going on there? Oh, I think I I did not hear about this game before this week. I think it was, I, I saw like some clips of it um, posted on, on Twitter. I was like, this looks fantastic. And I saw that they released the 17 minutes of gameplay. And it has very much um, a Final Fantasy 15 with Devil May Cry game mechanics to it. So it looks, and it was, it was funny because I didn't, I didn't read what, any articles about it before I watched it because I saw these clips and I'm like, I need to see this gameplay. And it was so incredibly action packed and it looked amazing. So I'm pretty stoked that, um, you know, they, they also announced that they're going to be available on PS5 because that's where I will definitely go and play it. Um, they have these crazy battles that was going on. It was like nonstop. And like, I, I really hope this is true to when it releases, which that hasn't even been announced. Um, that the way that it flowed from the combat to 
what I'm, I'm sure are like cutscenes to back into action, um, was smooth. It was smooth like butter. Like you could, you didn't even tell where those transitions were. And it was just like one after the other, these sword fightings and you have these mechs and you have these aircrafts and then you have like, you know, he's dodging, he's diving, he's flying. It, it was crazy and it looked really, really cool. So I'm going to take a look at it. it. Was, I don't think I've seen anything on that yet, but I'm definitely going to take it a was, look at that. It was after I watched, I watched, I read up and I, I wanted to find out more about it. And I guess sometime in 2016, there was some, you know, a little talk about it, a little teaser about it. And this game originally started with just one person. Mm. And I am um, over the over the years, uh, you know, they've uh, kind of added some to the team, but it's still a, a small team. Um, they're looking for level designers. Uh, they're they're looking for a couple couple people to add on to the, to their list to their team to add on to it. But if there's just if it started off with just one person just developing this amazing and and sure enough um a lot of the inspiration from it because like i said like when i when i first watched it i was like this is like watching like some final fantasy stuff but then really? it gets into that good huh yeah um because when he gets into the fighting i was like that is some crazy combat and i was watching it with my boyfriend he's like that is some devil may cry like movements mm. and and game mechanics and sure enough, um, there's an inspiration to Final Fantasy 15. So the character in it that you're watching kind of has like looks like Noctis. And then um, I found out that one of the, the the music composer for this game is also the music compo- um, composer for Double May Cry. So <laughs> like, you know, I can understand there's some heavy inspiration from like two really amazing game series. So I am really looking forward to it. It it was amazing. It, it really was. Like, I can't, like, I, I watched it. I was just like, wow, almost, I want to say every 20 seconds <laughs> for the 17 plus minute gameplay. Right. Um, to find out more. So I'm definitely following along. And, and it's interesting because I followed the, the Twitter account for this, for this game. And like, I think it came out as, April 26th or 28th. I can't remember right now. Hmm. But like the post that was before that was from like December. Wow. So, so this person's really, been like, you know, hmm. really working hard on it behind the scenes and to really come out and show this and just to wow the, like gamers. It's just like, yeah, we're definitely keeping keeping a very strong eye on this game and, and looking for any news, any updates, because that's where I'm at. Fact or fiction? StreamYard is the easiest way to live stream on the internet. Fact. Whether you're streaming on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, StreamYard is the best live streaming studio in your browser. Interview guests, share your screen, and much more. To try StreamYard for free, visit andrew-alliance.com forward slash tools. Once again, that's andrew-alliance.com forward slash tools. That's dope. The, the thing is, I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to do anything like that because I was also, oh man, I, I just had the game in my head and it just completely slipped my my mind. Um, 
I was definitely like that for Scalebound. That mm. was, that's the game. And a part of me, a part of my soul is still hoping that somewhere, somewhere there is a studio that will pick up Scalebound because that game also I was like really soaked on it. And then it just got canned and so disappointed. So I really hope that, um, you know, this, this really makes it. And I'm, I don't picture it in a 2022. Um, I don't know, 2023, but I, I can definitely see you know, two, three years from now, getting my hands on it. Mm, mm. Very, very interesting. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to check that out to see what that looks like. I think we only got a, a couple of more things and we should be again to wrap up uh, Destiny Volta Glass. I know we talked about Destiny. Uh, so that uh, Volta Glass hits this month. So we're in May. Uh, so that's that uh, DC fandom returns this October. Uh, quick thoughts on that. Um, like, like I said, I'm just rewatching a lot of the DC stuff lately. Um, uh, I, I want, I, I know I saw every episode. I think I say, I'm going to watch the Marvel stuff. I'm going to watch WandaVision. I know I will, but I think right now I'm a little burnt just, out just on one, Marvel. Just one thing. So just, I know, I know. <laughs> and I'm watching like old episodes from DC. I kind of took a break. I, t- I, I took a break on some stuff too. So I'm, I'm like, you know, it's good to take a break. It's it's good to take a break. Like if I have like one good movie that I really want to see, then I'll probably like lean into that. You know, documentary stuff will probably lean into that. But it's always good to take a break too. I like DC stuff. So uh, cool I do too. Wait, so so speaking of that, they just came out with the uh, the DC movie, uh, the the new animation, right? Um, did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Okay, so uh, let me think. Maybe I did. Maybe. Let me no, think. Maybe I didn't. <laughs> hold on. I think. Let me see if I can get the name of it. Um, hold on a second. So it's a new DC animation. Just I think it's like part of the uh, the Justice League folks. And um, where is it? It was just um, a Justice Society World War Two. So that's the latest, twenty twenty one. Justice Society World War II. So that's on my watch list because I love like DC may miss on some of their movies, but their animation. Oh, never. They never they miss. They never miss on that. <laughs> they never miss on their animation. So so yeah. So I kinda like uh the fact that um they're still putting out some some dope stuff there. So there's that. Uh Metal Gear Composer has an album of Stardew Valley Lullabies. That should be interesting if that's your thing. Uh definitely look into to that and check that out. Uh what else? Uh, Knockout City, we kind of talked about that earlier. That's that's going to be launching straight into the Xbox Game Pass. EA Play has announced. Uh we we touched on that. I think that's great. Uh, for the pass. And I think we see that not only for the Xbox Game Pass stuff, we see that for your Hulu, we see that for Netflix, we see that for HBO Max. All the companies have something that they have where it goes directly into uh, this thing before it shows up into like a movie theater in that in that particular context, right? So yep. um, I kind of like that. No, no issues there. I think that's pretty dope. Uh, Street Fighter figurehead Yoshinori Ono leaves Capcom after uh, nearly 30 years. Uh, did you see this coming or anything like that? Were you surprised? Are you what? what what's your I take think on that? After you have such a big name associated with a company, you get to know them. Yeah. I think, and then this goes for anyone that's been with you know associated with a certain company or studio for so long. It's always shocking. Yeah, but at some point. 
you got to retire or you got to try something new. You got to explore. I I agree. And I'll just add a little bit. Do you think that, um, that Kojima would have left if that all that stuff didn't happen? I think eventually. Okay. That's interesting. All right. Carry on. Definitely. Eventually. Um, because you start to, you start to want more because when you're, you, you, of course you love the companies you work with and the history that you, you have with them, the games you got to build with them. But you are still limited within some kind of construct, and you kind of you want you want to spread your wings. So you who, explore, who try different things? Who has never left, or who's still currently at their position for however long we've known them to be at their position? Reggie recently left, right? Yeah, from Nintendo. Like who 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 is a big name that that we recognize immediately that. I, I think that's something that we should explore. That's still at their position ever since we can remember that they've been there. So according to this, um, he's worked on Street Fighter series since 1998 and is credited with uh, spearheading its revival with the launch of Street Fighter 4. Uh, and um, now he's going to be working, or as I think he's the COO for uh, the Lightworks. Is that that's what's coming uh, up for him? And the uh, Lightworks is the developer of Fate and Grand Order on mobile. So hopefully we'll see some some other fighting stuff from from him. Uh, so yeah, I think that's something that we should consider. Um, just like maybe one or two names that's been at their position for so long, ever since we can remember, and they're still like fulfilled in everything that they're doing. And I I, I always hope that for anybody. Absolutely. But like. I understand that feeling. 30 years is a really long time to be with the company and to be doing that. Doesn't, I, I don't, I can't, I can't speak for any of them who chooses that. But for me, after a while, I can't even picture 30 years right now, but it's, I can imagine that to, to a certain point, it's kind of rinse and repeat. Like, yeah. Street Fighter has gone through so many growth. If there's no evolution. If there's and, no evolution. Yeah. Right. Wouldn't you want to work on something else? But what if they do? That's what I'm saying. Like, what if they do within within that company that they're able to be fulfilled and work on other projects, collaborate with outside companies like a Tekken versus, um, you know, Street Fighter or all those different, you know, projects, maybe there's been fulfillment all the way up until this point. But my thing is like, are there anybody that we know currently that's been at a position uh, for so long that's still working on the same project with all those collaborations under their belt and they're still being fulfilled at that company right now? I'm curious to see if we can find at least two names. It doesn't have to be crazy. That, that's, I can't, right, right now you're putting me on spot. I can't think of one right I now. I can't think of either. I can't think of one either. I think we're both on the spot. I can't think of one either. Reggie just, you know, left big, you know, stuff that he accomplished. Right. Um, Major Nelson's been there for a long time. Long time. He's definitely long time. So, so that's one. We could say one. Right. But after Major Nelson that, okay. So the Xbox podcast was rebranded from Major Nelson radio to Xbox podcast. I think he started a long time ago. Right. So he's been there. And so, okay, so perfect example. So he's been there. Different collaborations with a whole bunch of different companies. 
and he was the face for a very, very long time, although he still collaborates as, you know, on camera stuff, but not as much as he used to, because now he has more help, right? Uh, new co-hosts on, on their current podcast now. I think they just added someone uh, very recently within the last two, three weeks or something like that. So Major Nelson's one. We can't say uh, Phil Spencer because that's only four or five years, six years. Yeah. Or maybe other seven or something like Because I think they recently uh, celebrate an anniversary right now. So we have one right now. And that's it. So that's all we get. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's we're all I can think of. But like, it's like, it's just a long time. But then, um, if you think of it, there's also people who, who also reached that point who are, who are really associated with studios that you grew fond of and then they leave, um, who kind of fall into what I'm thinking or how I feel like after being for 30 years. Like you have, um, Ikumi, Ikumi, uh, Nakamura for, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, mm. you know, you, we talked about her a few episodes ago and her, her decision to leave was for her health and to, for her to just create her own independent studio to really work on games the way that she wants to work on them and how she is using that to better herself and her health. You know, um, it's not that she ever said that she was under really crazy circumstances that she had to leave, but on a creative perspective, you know, there's some people who just wants to beat on their own drum, uh, their own pace to create something that they're even more passionate about. Right. She was passionate about the past games that she worked on, um, Okami, you know, Evil Within, Tokyo Ghost Wire, uh, Wire. But to really truly develop something that is wholeheartedly you and your, your ideals is a whole other different experience that I can see creatives wanting. Mm. They're like, oh, okay, I did the corporate stuff. Now I want to do my dream. Right. Different stuff there. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So, yeah. So we have, we have a few, we can pull from a few and, and see what they got going on with that whole stuff. Uh, so that's that, uh, Titanfall I have there, uh, Titanfall 2, uh, free play this past weekend, uh, that, um, it's still fun. I think the reason I have it here is because I, I did install it while it was free, uh, for this past weekend. Um, it's still competitive. There's still people playing it. It still looks amazing. And, Again, I, I'm not. I'm not missing the next deal. I'm not. I need to have it in my collection. I, I need to have it in my collection. So that's why that's there. And I think uh, we got pretty much everything. Any final thoughts or anything like that before we begin wrapping? I think we got everything outside of that. Yeah, that, that was like that was a good show. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely agree with that. Uh, so, um, so we're going to wrap guys. Thank you for uh, being with us. Always a pleasure. I definitely want to say, uh, thank you for kind of funny for allowing me to, uh, guest host, uh, on the platform Xcast. That was amazing. Thank you, uh, Paris. Thank you, Gary, for allowing me, uh, to just, uh, hang out with you guys for a little bit. I think that was really, really fun. Um, for Daniela, you can find her, Miss DJM, Miss DJM on Twitter and Twitch. You can find me on Twitter at Uriah, which is U R I Y Y A. Guys, we'll see See you next time. Take care. Need to boost your YouTube channel? Look no further than TubeBuddy. TubeBuddy is the number one rated YouTube video optimization and management tool on the planet. Search for keywords, optimize using SEO Studio, and use Click Magnet, 
a suite of tools designed to help you determine the type of content your audience craves. To try TubeBuddy for free, visit andrew-alliance.com forward slash tools. Once again, that's andrew-alliance.com forward slash tools. Bye, guys.